Good morning, everybody. Here comes the crib. My prop for the day. Thank you, Sally. Thank you, Isaac. Good to have you here with Juliet. My son back from Australia with his beautiful fiance. Well, lovely to have you. And um, Christmas is not just for kids, you'll be glad to know. It's for everybody. And um, there's no doubt, though, that Christmas is a heart thing, isn't it? It's about the, the heart is stirred at Christmas. And whether or not you're a, um, a religious person, Christmas can excite you and excite you. I think that's maybe why, because it's, it's, there's something about the heart going on, and it's uh, why families come together, and people love that, when families get together, when children get together, when romance blossoms, that's why Netflix has romance movies all over the place at the moment. The world recognizes love between man and woman, between uh, brothers and sons and daughters, but even the scriptures, and most importantly, at Christmas, the love that comes from heaven, from God to man, is what we're talking about. And even the nativity story says this, he will go out, and he was talking about John the Baptist, he will go out before the Lord in the spirit and power of Elijah to turn the hearts of the parents to their children and the disobedient to the wisdom of the righteous. This Christmas is all about your heart, not the physical beating, pumping one, but this control center of your very being, the throne room of your emotions and your feelings, where love sits, where faith sits, the control room of your decision-making. Christmas is about your hearts. And so my title this morning, Let Every Heart Prepare Him Room. And Aaron powerfully preached last week about the, um, the door of hope that we can walk through, the Christmas door of hope. And I just want to point to that Christmas door and even show us where it is and how to enter in because it's so exciting and so powerful this message of christmas to capture our hearts is what god has done i'm going to get poetic just because that thing was so poetic that prangeli did isn't it wonderful i loved that that was brilliant prangeli thank you so much um but to help me tell this story i've got my own little christmas story that we had here boys and girls ladies and gentlemen what do you see before you? A crib. But no, this is not just a crib. If you close your eyes, I promise you something will happen. If you close your eyes, can you not see the baby Jesus in this crib by faith? I tell you, it's, it's there. This is, this is not just any old crib. The very baby Jesus himself has been in this crib. And, I, and I'll tell you why. This is been revealed to Sally and I. This crib has been in our garage for about three years. It's had good service, two grandkids at least, but it's been upgraded. New technology has come in, and after three years at the back of our garage, I was allowed to say, it can go. There's a new one coming. And whenever any of my children say, it's okay to, to get something out of your garage, I get very excited because I'm a little bit funny about my garage, and I, I like to see the floor, I like to see the tools, and nothing else. However, 
it seems to be the place where everything goes, um, including cribs for three years. Very good conditions, so I thought, yes, up on eBay it goes. Or where was it? Um, Gumtree, even better. Gumtree, ever tried Gumtree for free? No takers, Anna. However, Sally told me one very exciting Saturday morning not long ago, you can take it to the charity shop. It's on the way out of the garage. So we, it's not easy to lift, by the way, um, especially with baby Jesus. Isn't it? And got it in the car, got it to the charity shop. Sally went to the door and they said, <laughs> there's far too much Christmas stuff at the moment. Come back after Christmas. And all the while, I just had this little tinge of guilt. I thought, there's something going on about this. And so anyway, we took it. Well, apart from getting frustrated, it's like, oh, gosh, stupid charity shop. Um, took it to the next charity shop, got it out of the car, wheeled it up. Can't come in. There is no room. And I started to think, there's something going on here. There's something going on. Try, <laughs> Try one more shop. I'm not giving up yet, Jimmy. Try one more shop. You'll never believe what they said at the last shop. They said, we don't take this sort of thing. I don't take this sort of thing. But Mary's coming in on Monday. She might take it. And I'm going, that's it. That's it. I'm taking this home. It's never leaving my garage again. It's here forever. Jesus is here. Mary. Can you, Mary. Mary might like it. Unbelievable. So here it is. Our middle of our Christmas parable that we're living out. The presence of Jesus living in our house. We're going to keep it and believe something's happening. The hymn Joy to the world says this, let earth receive her king, let every heart prepare him room, and heaven and nature sing, let every heart prepare him room. And I, as I started to think about what's God telling me in all this, I started to think this is like the message of Jesus. It's like some people just say, there's, I, I, just, uh, there's too much stuff going on in my life. Not just at Christmas. There's just too much stuff. I just can't deal with the presence of God or the message of Jesus. You know, just there's too much stuff, especially at Christmas. So those of you who, you know, are you're up for Jesus, um, don't get too busy with this stuff. Make room somehow. Find a way. And then some other people are just like. I, I, I just, I just, it's just not for me. You know, this message of Jesus, of God, of religion, is just not for me. Try the Holy Marys over there. They're, you know, take your message elsewhere. And um, it's true, isn't it? It's, people love Christmas, but haven't seen the Jesus that's behind it. They haven't seen who's behind it or why or why people and families are gathering and that the whole hope of Jesus, the love, the romance that people aspire to is just the beginning of the amazing love of God that Christmas hope brings. Let every heart prepare him room. 
Imagine being kids. Imagine kids if you're ready for your presence and, and you get the first one and the dad says, there's just no room. You just can't have it. It'll have to go. Imagine being too full, not ready for Christmas. Imagine sitting down to your starter, kids, and, 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 uh, and I'm full up. You already had a curry. And it just can't have Christmas. Imagine being too full for Jesus. Imagine your heart not being ready. It's so easy for that to happen in this day and age, isn't it? Our hearts are just too full up with our st- other stuff. So let's prepare our hearts. And just quickly, the kings at Christmas tell us a little story about how to find that Christmas door of hope. Of tell us how to make sure we don't miss Jesus in the real presence this Christmas. Just slip onto that next slide, Clara. Thank you. I love these verses, and um, I wonder if you can help me. Reading out the Christmas message is powerful. I wonder if we can, can we do this together? Can you read that? Listen, can we read this amazing, powerful truth together? And not just thinking of it as a children's story, but thinking of it, actually, this is true. This is news. And to prepare our hearts, faith is one of the first ingredients. So let's, let's have a go. See if I can read it. One, two, three. After Jesus was born, join with me, in Bethlehem in Judea, during the time of King Herod, Magi from the east came to Jerusalem and asked, where is the one who has been born King of the Jews? We saw his star when it rose and have come to worship him. Pause there. You're not doing too badly. I keep trying to do that poetic lilt and I shouldn't. I shouldn't. Imagine this, the king. The kings represent, they're there for a purpose in this story. The kings are really significant. The magi, they're not actually kings getting confused. They're magi. They're wise men. They inform kings. They were really important, apparently, history tells us, in the nations at that time. They would, they would direct kings to war. They, would, they, were, they were scientists of the day, if you like, astronomers. They were philosophers. They were respected. They got an audience, if you doubt this, with King Herod. All Israel, uh, Jerusalem was disturbed when they arrived. When they rolled up with their camels, history says there might have been more than two this morning, three on other occasions, 12, they think, or maybe, maybe more. But the kings were, the, the Magi were serious people. But they were not Jewish. They were not of the chosen people. They were different. So when they're in the Christmas story to tell us something really important, that whether or not you feel like a God person, whether you not you feel like somebody who is, you know, that religious Holy Mary type, if you were not feeling one of those who could come to church, the kings are there to remind you that you are invited. In fact, everybody is invited. The, the, they, they were from probably Persia. 
They'd come maybe a thousand miles, and they'd seen something in the stars. They had understood from their science of the day that something cosmic was happening, but they came from a long way off, and they came not being part of the nation of Israel, from a different nation. And this is the most, one of the most powerful and significant parts of the gospel message that Christmas story says that God's love is just not for His people, the, but for all people, for all nations, for all sorts, for everybody, everybody, everybody is invited to the love of God that Christmas offers. The Christmas door of hope is wide open, and the kings remind us of this. Here we go. Try again. Paragraph two. Are you with me? Thank you. <laughs> Isaac. When King Herod heard this, he was disturbed, and all Jerusalem with him. When he had called together all the peoples, I can't really read it myself. Oh no, what's going on? Where, there's Bear. When he called together all the people's chief priests and teachers of the law, he asked them where the Messiah was to be born. In Bethlehem in Judea, they replied, for this is what the prophet has written. But you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah, for out of you will come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. A king is coming. Thank you. Well done. We're getting there. What a team. What a team. What news. This was seen in the stars through the science of the day, the astronomy of the day. This, this was announced in the scriptures of the Israelites, the ancient writings of the Jewish people, that a Messiah was coming, and this was the time, and here was the hope, and this was the door. And the message for us today is that everybody is invited. There is nobody, however far and distant you may feel from believing or trusting or knowing or experiencing the love of God that is available through Jesus Christ our Lord, then you can come and just one little turn, one little change of direction to seek after God, to ask this question, who and where is the one who's been born King of the Jews? Whatever that question means for you. Where is Jesus? Is He real? Can I come? Will He receive me? Ask that question this Christmas, and you will find Him, because we learn as Jesus grew and became uh, uh, an adult and announced His ministry, and we read about His life in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. He proclaimed a kingdom, that He was indeed a king with a kingdom coming, and the Christmas door of hope opens into a whole kingdom of hope and of love that is a salvation, not just for us individually, but for the whole of the cosmos, for the whole of creation, for the whole of the world. The Christmas message is good news for all creation, for all mankind, because Jesus is going to come back and restore heaven to earth in the end. It's not coming yet, but it's coming. The kingdom is growing, and it's coming. This is the news. The epiphany, the epiphany, the epiphany is something that you see something for the first time, and is observed on January 6th to uh, remember the epiphany that the ancient wise men established that the message of Christmas is for all people 
everywhere. They got it. Last slide, please, Sarah, just to finish this amazing, powerful message of the kings. Here we go again. Come on, one more time. We're nearly there. After they heard the king, they went on their way, and the star they had seen when it rose went ahead of them until it stopped of the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they were overjoyed. On coming to the house, they saw the child with his mother Mary, and they bowed down and worshipped him. Then they opened their treasures and presented them with gifts of gold and myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to go back to Herod, they returned to the country by another route. Thank you. Powerful, beautiful, exciting words. They were overjoyed. It happened what they hoped for. And when you turn to Jesus, you will find him. When you wonder what this door of hope will enter, open into, it is a kingdom coming, a salvation that is broad and is wide and is powerful and is um, going to bring um, salvation to the whole of creation. It's an incredible event that happened. And we know as Jesus um, completed his ministry, who, as we've read, in the end went to the cross, was raised again and sits at the right hand of God, that he is, as he, the revelation describes him, he says, here I am, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in and eat with that person and they with me. This is the promise of Christmas, that the, the Christmas door of hope is not some distant place, it's right here. And it's personal. And it's about your heart. And it's the door of your heart. And, and Jesus is knocking on it. And he wants to come in and be in your command center, be in your control room, be in the, the throne room of everything that is your very being. This is the hope of Christmas, the hope of Jesus. And we give thanks for that in Jesus' name. So let's get the band back up. Let's get the band back up, finish with one more carol. And we're going to finish with a prayer because Paul, the Apostle Paul, one of the early disciples, said this prayer. He understood this. He captured this. He understood, got what Christmas was all about, and he prayed this. So let's just, I'm just going to read this prayer out. It's in Ephesians 3. Let's just pray together and finish with this. For this reason, Paul said, I kneel before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and earth derives its name. I pray that out of his glorious riches, he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you being rooted and established in love may have power together with all the Lord's holy people to grasp how wide and how long and how high and how deep is the love of Christ. And to know this love that surpasses knowledge that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God in Jesus Christ, his name, amen, amen. This prayer, say this prayer. Declare this prayer, declare it in your heart, and open up your heart to Jesus this Christmas, and he will come in and dwell with you. Let him reign, and let him rule in your life, in Jesus' name. Amen. What we're singing, Linz. Come all ye faithful. Come all ye faithful. Come on, let's stand together and sing one last song. <laughs>